Welcome, everyone, to Lala Rink here in North Andover. Merrimack and UMass Lowell get set to kick off a huge weekend of hockey's play. Time for the coaches' chat with Merrimack head coach Scott Borick. And, uh, well, Scott, a big sweep of Providence last weekend. You wind up taking six out of six points. Uh, couldn't have worked out any better. I thought maybe we'd recap uh, the weekend. Uh, first of all, you get the 3-2 win here, and then you go down there and win 2-1, to two tight games. But uh, how did you see that all unfolding? Well, obviously, we knew going in it was going to be a really hard-fought weekend, and we were going to need to do some things special to, to be successful. And, you know, the two keys for us were going to be the special teams. You know, we had to, we had to do a better job on our PK, which we did. Um, they did get one there, but that was the only one they got. Uh, and we had to, you know, see if we could score in the power play, which we did. So, you know, I thought that was a huge part of our success on the weekend. And, you know, certainly our penalty kill success was largely due to the fact we got very good goaltending by both guys and uh, gave us a chance to win the game. So it was exciting for us to get through that weekend. Uh, hopefully it helps us moving into this weekend um, just because we know how hard they fought those games we were. And this is going to take it to another level right here. Well, Declan Carlisle had a huge weekend, Scott, particularly Saturday. Seven block shots. Uh, he scored another goal against Providence. He's got four of them against the Friars this year. Uh, how big did he step up, on, particularly on Saturday? Well, on Saturday, that uh, last three minutes of the game when they got the six on four, um, you know, I think he personally blocked four shots in that sequence. Uh, he just wasn't going to be denied. I mean, and, and Declan is – um, and has been, as far as the people above us in the NHL and those kinds of people, the most underrated player, that I, one of the most underrated players I've ever coached. Uh, he does a little bit of everything for us. He competes without the puck defensively very hard. Uh, he obviously contributes offensively. Uh, he does the important things, blocking shots, boxing out, uh, making the first pass. Uh, he's been a really solid player since he got here, but he's moved to another level certainly this year. Well, Scott, we talked about this during your weekly uh, media meetup, uh, but I thought one of the key plays on Saturday was them tying the game at two, and uh, you guys challenged it. There was a, a video review. Uh, as it turns out, the goal was nullified because of an offside. Uh, so how did that process unfold? Uh, was it something you saw? Did you get input from the bench? Uh, take us through that whole sequence, if you would. Well, you know, it's, when, when something happens on the ice that uh, we think might be uh, something we want to review, we will talk to – I'll tell the guy on the headset to, to tell Coach Emery upstairs to, to clip it so we can do it quickly. Uh, unfortunately, something was happening upstairs, and they, they couldn't even hear us. So um, we didn't even get the opportunity to get support from upstairs, which is normally what we would do. Uh, but in this situation, uh, it was late in the period, obviously. Um, the guys on the ice were really certain that it was an offside. Um, Liam Walsh, in particular, who was right there at the play, uh, angling the body out. Um, you know, I said, Coach, I really believe that was offside. And uh, I just said, you know what, we're going to get a timeout again in, in overtime because you, you get a new one this year uh, when you get to overtime. So I don't need this overtime uh, timeout. So let's just take a shot at it. And uh, and really it was Liam's um, strength of his opinion that made me do that and uh, obviously worked out well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, Scott, it seemed like you emerged pretty healthy out of the weekend as we take a look at the lineup combinations for tonight. Uh, it seems like uh, you came through pretty much unscathed. Is that how you're seeing it? How, how are you uh, health-wise? We're good. You know, unfortunately, Michael Brown, uh, who would be a really important player in this, this weekend, is not going to be available all weekend. Um, but I think he'll be back sooner than later, but uh, probably not for this next three-game stretch. 
uh, forces other freshmen into the lineup, and you know Adam Arvidsson comes back, and he hasn't played in a little while. So um, I think that that's a it's a big opportunity for Adam, and ultimately it will be better for our team his growth as a player. Uh, but up front, we're very healthy and same in goal. So uh, I think this is as good as we've been probably in a, in a couple months. Well, Scott, tonight you take on the UMass Lowell Riverhawks. This is a team that is in first place in hockey. They're uh, ninth and tenth in the major hockey polls, uh, college hockey polls. Uh, this is a team that does a lot of things well. Uh, first of all, their offense, paced by uh, Andre Lee, NHL draft choice. Uh, uh, how consistent do you feel the Riverhawks' offense has, has been, and uh, what are some steps you can do to neutralize them? Well, you know, Andres Lee is one of, if not the best forward in our league. Um, he's just a lot to handle, and he's a lot to handle because of his size as well. But his compete is really high. Uh, he's going to get chances tonight. We're going to need goaltending. We're going to need to make sure we keep him away from the net. Um, we aren't going to let him get second chances. Uh, that's going to be really, really important for us, uh, controlling him. But, you know, if you look just at Oranges League and a couple of their other top guys, you really don't know their team well. They're, they're deep. they got 12 forwards who all play hard. They all compete. They get to the net. Um, they're a really difficult team to manage defensively. Uh, for us, we're going to have to need to make the simple plays. Uh, the one thing about Lowell is they keep the game really simple, which allows them to play at a really good pace. Uh, we're going to need to do the same thing. And it's something I hope when we learned last weekend, uh, there are times we get a little complicated and make an extra pass in our own zone when really all we should be doing is chipping that puck over a line. Uh, we need to play smart. We need to play um, not safe, but play smart, simple hockey, uh, and try to be the aggressor, which when you play Lowell, that's tough to do, but that's something we have to try to do tonight. What do you find has been the key to Lowell uh, defensively? They really pack it in on five-on-five. On five. They make it so difficult uh, for you to do what you want to do. Uh, what do you think uh, has made them successful in that area? Well, they've always had good goaltending, and I think their, their system of play makes for better goaltending. Uh, but, you know, Owen Savory's a big-time goalie. If you get only one shot at him, he's going to keep that out of the net most of the time. You have to get second shots. But they have four guys around the net front all the time. Uh, it can be a really hard thing to penetrate. Uh, and I think what happens to teams, and, and uh, I thought Maine actually played them very well last week, but what happens to teams is you work and work and work, and then you know do you do that next 5% to get inside that guy, you know, because they're really good at boxing you out. you got to work hard. And a lot of guys get a body on them and their feet stop. That can't happen against Lowell. Body on them, you got to spin. you got to work a little bit harder than you had to work for ice last weekend or next weekend. Um, and if we can do that and get inside, uh, I think we can have success offensively. If we get uh, confident in the outside and we accept that ice that they're giving us, then we're not going to have a chance to score many goals this weekend. So it's very important we try to get inside ice. You talked about Savory. His confidence seems to be growing game by game. How do you rattle his cage, particularly early? Yeah, you got to get to his crease. You know, I don't know if you recall, we played him when he was at RPI here two years ago. I think we beat him five to one. He didn't have a particularly good game, uh, but we had a lot of second chances. We were we were around the crease the whole game, you know, and, and so he was playing deep in his crease. Right now, he plays outside the crease a lot. Uh, we need to really do a good job of of trying to get people and bodies in front of him. Have some pile ups at the net front. Uh, have him get off his game a little bit. Don't let him touch the puck when he, when we dump it in. Keep it away from him because he just seems to play better. The more he touches the puck, the more confidence grows. Um, and that's true with good goalies, but you know you can manage that by just keeping the puck away from them. So we're going to try to do that um, and try to have pileups at the net front because that's the thing that will back them up. How important do you think special teams will be tonight, Scott, particularly uh, when you guys are on the power play? Uh, Lowell seems like a totally different team, uh, even strength uh, versus the penalty kill. Uh, how important do you see the special teams uh, playing out, uh, not only tonight but all weekend long? 
Well, and really not even all weekend long, the whole season now. I think moving forward, that what you've seen last weekend with their games against Maine and our games against Providence, there's a, a thin piece of paper between winning and losing in this league, uh, and it revolves around special teams. So uh, hopefully uh, we get a game where the officials allow us to play five-on-five. Five. Uh, for the most part, we've had really it's been good like that this year. But uh, not always, but for the most part. And hopefully um, we don't get to those situations. But if we do get to them, I think we're playing with more confidence in both situations now than we were two weeks ago. Uh, we just got to stay on the attack. You can't take a breath. You can't have an aha shift against Lowell. Uh, and that's one thing I think Norm has done an unbelievable job with his team is that they never have aha shifts. They never, they're never caught watching. You know, they're always active. Uh, and that's something we need to do. And that comes with confidence. And, and I think our team's is growing. We're not where theirs is because we haven't had the history of success. Uh, but it, we're growing in that area. So I'm hoping tonight's another, another point of growth. Well, before I let you go, Meatloaf passed away. Do you have a, do you have a favorite song by him? <laughs> The same as everybody, bad out of hell. My, my wife was on me this morning. She said, when she saw that he had passed away, she said, hey, you got to play meatloaf to start the game. And I said, well, I, I don't know if the kids would really remember that, but it's too bad. And he was a young guy, too. I was disappointed to see that. Yeah, all the bumper music tonight is devoted to him. So we're, uh, we're going to do it upright. Scott, uh, good luck tonight. Next two on the road. Uh, we'll see you back here for the UNH game on the 4th of February. And, again, good luck tonight. Thanks. I really appreciate it, John. Have a great night. All right, he's Merrimack head coach Scott Borg. Mike and I will be back with the starting lineups from Lala Rink next. You are tuned in to Merrimack Warrior Men's Hockey on the Merrimack Radio Sports Network and watching online on CBS.